Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Lauren Brunslick. Okay, so before we jump into today's topic, can we just talk about pedicures for a second and this whole like self-care thing? So I'm having a mini uh, breakthrough slash crisis. You know, they kind of always go together anyways, where I realized in talking to my therapist, yes, that... Um, the stuff that I do for self-care really doesn't refill my cup. So, for instance, pedicures. So I have a patient um, that I'm exchanging services with, you know, lover. And I'm like, okay, yep, got it. I'll help you out financially. Let's, let's swap. You can do pedicures and facials. Great. Sounds good. Who doesn't need that? So I go for a pedicure and I have it like scheduled at like 11 o'clock and I have a meeting at 1230 and you know the entire time I'm like sitting there I'm like do you mind if I um send some emails on my phone she's like no 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 that's totally fine and I'm like okay cool and so I had like told her I need to be out of here by this certain time and I'm like watching the clock and I'm getting like more and more stressed and I'm like are we gonna make it on time here and she's like um maybe <laughs> so jump to the end I did end up leaving with 10 painted toes I was nervous there for a second but when I was talking to my therapist and she's like well what do you do for you and I'm like well I don't know I do stuff like I do stuff like I I go running and get pedicures and shit and, and she's like okay and so then afterwards do you feel like refueled and I'm like no I don't think I don't have time to think about anything because I'm on to the next thing like getting my nails done was just a thing on my to-do list because my toes were looking all janky and that sounded like a surprise to her so like I don't know I feel like one I would just like to say that I fully recognize the privilege that I have that I can get my nails done regularly and it's not a pampering special thing. Like, just, I'm just gonna say that, like for sure, asshole moment right here. But like, do people who get their nails done regularly, like it's just kind of a part of their maintenance routine, do they leave, 
getting a pedicure being like, I just totally did something for me? Or is it just like a to do list thing for you? Like I would gather that those that get their nails done regularly, it is like a to do list mandatory thing of like, shoot, I broke a nail. Now I look kind of ghetto. I have to go get it fixed. And then after that, I'm gonna go get groceries. So if I am wrong, if any of you out there who get your nails done regularly are like, no, this like fills my cup. I feel great. I want to know. But I would guess that most of you who do any kind of like, whether it's like, if it's not your nails, it's like getting your eyelashes done. Um, you know, even massages. I, cause I said like, I was trying to defend myself to my therapist where I'm like, I do lots of stuff, but it just, none of it seems to, cause I'm like, I get massages, but I, you guys know I'm a runner and you also might know this. I'm a chiropractor. And so like massages are maintenance for my body. So it's not like I leave. I do feel like kind of relaxed, but so yeah, am I just broken? I guess that's what it's all about. You guys, again, it's probably like the 30th time I've said this on the podcast. I just have this podcast for therapy for me. It's not really about you. It's about me. And like, you guys, am I just really messed up? Or is this the normal stuff that none of us are talking about? Because I have a theory that we think we're doing self-care and we're not, it's not actually mental health self-care. It's physical maintenance, um, but not the kind of self-care that like is plastered on a coffee cup that we're supposed to be getting or anything like that. The trendy self-care of like, oh, you just gotta love yourself. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. It is time for a listener highlight. You're welcome. That's the new jingle, Kirby. Do you like it? Um, <laughs> you know what's funny is because I don't listen to the episodes after they like, I just show up, there's a microphone, I press go, and then I press stop. Half the time, I don't even remember to press save, and it's like on him to come and like make sure it still worked. Um, so he could do whatever he wanted to my jingle. He could just take that clip, and I wouldn't know for years because I, I don't listen. Like, okay. That would be weird if I listened to my own podcast. Um, so yeah, don't do that, Kirby. So anyways, listener highlight. So this one is from Holland and it says, Hi, Dr. Lauren. To start, I have never been good at listening to audiobooks, talk shows, comedians, or podcasts because my brain likes to fixate on a single detail and then go on a rampant daydream. But I love to listen to your podcast while working on notes or the rare moments of downtime when I'm home. I've made it through almost all of them except for the COVID-specific ones I skipped. Sorry, the whole thing is super concentrated at the time and I haven't gone back. Um, your show is the first podcast I've subscribed and fully committed to. I was really, really disappointed. I couldn't join your revive class at the time I was offered. I'm saving up for the next time it's offered. Holland, you are fantastic. And I am also very bad at audiobooks. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, that I am very much not an audible learner. I'm also not a readable learner because so I don't know what kind of learner that makes me oh visual I'm a visual learner so listening to nonfiction on audio is terrible for me because I like daydream and I'm like wait what what happened or even fiction sometimes we'll listen to Harry Potter as our, if like our family's on a road trip and I'll be like shoot 
what's happening. Now, this has nothing to do with the fact that all of a sudden, somehow my phone magically comes into my hand and I just on auto default, press the Instagram button and I'm just like scrolling and totally not paying attention. And then I'm like, wait, who's this character talking? And then my daughter and Kirby get mad at me and they're like, you're not even paying attention. I'm like, well, I got bored. I got bored. Um, and then also, this is just a random note that you guys should know about me. I can't read pretty much. Okay. So like technically, yes, I can read. But I'm pretty sure that my eight-year-old has better reading comprehension than I do. Um, so for those of you, I don't know if the ACT has changed. Is it still out of 36? I know the SAT changed. Okay. So back in like ACT land in high school, the first time I took it, I got like between 32 to 35 out of everything except for reading comprehension. I got a 19 in. And I, I'm not here to place judgment, okay? Whatever, like this is not. But 19 in comparison to the rest of the subjects is kind of like, um, I think you have a problem. So I read it and I'm like, oh my gosh, what an, what an idiot. The answers are right there. I am gonna retake the ACT. I'm gonna really focus on making sure I slow down. I must've just breezed through too fast, right? So I go through, take the entire ACT again. And then I'm like, I got the exact same score. And I even like slowed down to make sure I was answering because reading comprehension on the ACT is literally reading a story and then answering the questions. The answers are right there. And I still got a 19 the second time. So like how this works in practice um, is like if I get a, rec a letter in the mail that's like asking for money or something, I don't know what they're asking for. And it's like six paragraphs long. I will literally hand it to my front desk and say like, what do they want here? Like, it's kind of embarrassing, you guys. Oh my gosh. Okay, anyways, we gotta get going. We gotta get moving here. Um, just chatty Kathy today. So, today's question, um, let's see, is this an anonymous question? Um, I'm gonna name her Betty, Dr. Betty. So, this says, so I've been in practice for 17 years, solo practice, very insurance dependent. I hate my practice. It is full of the over 60 crowd who don't follow recommendations and have never done anything to proactively take care of their health. I love working with kids, but I feel like I never gain any traction in changing my office to a more pediatric focus. I've met with a few cash practices nearby and have a strategy to get out of insurance, but I could really use some advice on what... I should do to attract more of a youthful and pediatric crowd. My passion is truly helping moms be more confident raising kids, especially in more of a health focused versus sick focused model. Please help from Dr. Betty. Um, P.S. Did you guys hear me LaCroix burp in the middle of that? I'm really sorry. I can't believe I drank LaCroix before I had to record. Anyways, um, so let's pray and let's get down to some brass tacks. Dear God, thank you so much for this. Um, let's just breathe for a second. Thanks for people sending in questions. Um, be with Dr. Betty and all of those people who feel like they have gotten themselves at a point in their life where they're looking down at their current situation and going like, I don't like this. Um, because we know 
that a lot of times changing your current situation requires big, bold action and being brave and big, bold courage. Um, And it's going to change default and it's changing thoughts and behaviors and actions. And that is hard work. So be with everyone, chiropractor or not, student or not, looking down currently at their life and going, this is not for me. I want something different. I want something better. Uh, Be with them to take that big, bold action and uh, get out of this podcast what they need. In your name, we pray. Amen. Okay. So let me start with the whole insurance thing. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven ways to attract more kids into your clinic. We're going to get there, but I just need to address a couple things first. Um, one, I, I don't know. You kind of bring up this insurance thing. I don't know that you, that going out of network with insurance is going to solve all your problems. Now, Coming up soon, I do have an episode on going from being in network to an all cash practice. Um, So listen to that, obviously, as it comes. It's because I think it's a great idea, especially if you're looking to become a pediatric practice, being an all cash practice or mostly cash, whatever, is really, really beneficial. But it is not a must. You can just learn to have, well, really, it's not going to be on you. It's going to be on your CAs, your front desk, to have clear communication about what insurance covers and what it doesn't. What musculoskeletal conditions are and what they're not. So I will say that while we were in network, it does create a lot of conversation that is just not had when you're out of network but it's not gonna solve all your problems at all. So you can start right now um, just having that conversation with new patients. What are we gonna be seeing you for? And if someone says like ear infections, that's amazing. Dr. Betty gets great results with ear infections in our clinic. Just so you know, like that is not considered a musculoskeletal condition and therefore, Almost every single insurance is not going to cover chiropractic care for ear infections. And then you end with like a positive, but don't worry. We have so many parents that were worried that insurance wasn't going to cover. And they've all, almost all of them have found like that our financial options are really, really doable. Okay. So just start right out of the gate when they call having that thing of like, what are we going to be seeing you for? Okay, cool. That's not an insurance covered thing. Don't worry. We got solutions. Um, okay. As far as your current patients go, I'm sorry you don't like them. That sucks. I know what it's like to not have patients on your schedule that you like. Coincidentally, we also have an episode coming up on how to get rid of toxic patients. Um, so go listen to that one. But what I will say is don't burn the boat you're in. I'm totally making up this colloquialism as we go, just so you know. I'm uh, Don't burn the boat you're standing in because you're looking at a different boat you want to jump to. Um, you guys can, you're all free to use that in your like, start using that lingo and that colloquialism. It's cool. Um, so what you can do is just start establishing better boundaries with the patients that aren't your ideal patient. So one of the things that I do 
with our Medicare patients, our 60 plus, is like, I believe in like chiropractic for all. Like if I have a Medicare patient seeking out non-pharmaceutical relief, I'm all about that. But I lay down the law on day two of like, this is going to be my care plan three times a week for the next three months with what you have. And if they go like, well, can we just see how it goes? No, we can't because that's like, that is not doing you any favors. And that's not how our clinic works. But there's plenty of chiropractors who will do that. I'm just not one of them because it's not in your best interest. So right away, day two, they need to commit to whatever care plan I'm recommending the three times a week for however long. Then when we get to that end of that care plan, I cut them off. I go, okay, great. I'm so glad you got good results. You have two options. You can either continue to get great results and go down to wellness care, or you can be done now and call me in six months or a year or two years when it comes back and we'll go back to three times a week. Um, But let me talk to you about wellness and it's 40, you have to do like Medicare pricing, whatever, like 44. I don't know what the price is for a 98941. Um, we're in the weeds here of Cairo Lingo. Um, that would be a cool podcast. Cairo Lingo? Shit. Let's change the name. All right. Anyways. So, you know, I right in that moment, like if you want to keep coming, this is wellness care. Medicare doesn't pay for this. And like, and if they're like him and haw, I'm like, bye, Felicia. Although the over 65 crowd, it's more like, bye, Karen. Um, I should preface just for this episode, Dr. Betty, that I might come across as ageist and I'm not. I am totally not. I have said this before. You guys know that I'm just more of a Pete's Cairo and like I, like you, Dr. Betty, struggle with a lot of the pain focused mindset of, you know, the 50s, 60s plus crowd. Um, But I do know that like, there's really great open-minded um, senior citizens that like love coming to our clinic and love being around all the kids and all of that. So, you know, I would never go out of network with Medicare. Um, I just draw the line of like, if you want to come to this clinic, we are about like vitality. We are about caring about like your life and, and you can incorporate this in your day one and Honestly, if you are just here for a couple of cracks to get that hip done, I am going to annoy the crap out of you because I'm going to want to know, like, what are your goals? Do you want to play with your grandkids? How's your stress? How's your marriage? How's your sex life? How's your digestion? And if all of your answers back are going to be like, eh, what do you expect? You're not going to like it here. And we just let them know right away. Okay, have I gone over all my, yeah, laying down. Okay, great. Those are all my prefaces. Let's get into how you can start to attract that younger crowd. So one, and this is something that you're going to can start doing right away with your current people is stop talking about pain. Really take like almost have a third party. This would be great. Have a third party Cairo like examine you or even like your, your CA or whatever look at everything. Look at your forms. Look at your Facebook page. Look at your Facebook lives. What are your Google ads doing? Um, Have somebody like have your CA listen in on your table talk. Um, What kind of modalities do you have in the clinic? Is everything, you know, is it x-ray and spinal decompression? And do you do a lot of stim and ultrasound and like, 
you know, all of these things that are for pain? Are you, do you, is your swag ice packs? And I don't know, what's another pain? Biofreeze? Like, it's not that those things are bad. You can have them, but are they front and center? And do you have, like, if that's the kind of clinic that is front and center, is all of that pain, then you're going to attract pain. So you go, okay, well, what am I supposed to talk about if I'm not talking about pain? You want to switch that focus to talking about stress because stress can manifest as pain. We know this emotional stress, physical stress, all of this can manifest as pain. But if you start talking about stress, then all of a sudden it opens up this entire age group that somehow magically doesn't really get pain because you know, the pain that's coming into your clinic, I had this realization early, not early on, not early enough on, that even though I was talking pediatrics, pediatrics, yeah, I was still a pain clinic. Let me tell you what was going on. I was getting obvious pain patients for pediatrics, i.e. colic, ear infections. Um, those are like the main two. So as soon as the pain went away, so did the patient. So i.e., as soon as the colic went away, the mom went, oh my God, you fixed my child's pain. Thank you. Like, so really pay attention to like the ear infections and colic thing. If you're hitting those symptoms of like crying and like antibiotics, then as soon as that pain goes away. You're not really talking the stress to that patient. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing. You're just doing talking pain to a younger population, thinking that you're doing the right thing. Instead, we want to talk about stress. We don't want to talk about getting rid of the ear infection. We want to talk about the plumbing that caused the ear infection in the, in the first place. And where did that plumbing problem come from? Um, you know, so start talking stress from the birth, stress from um, school closing, all of those different stressors and what that does to the nervous system, you know, stress on the nervous system instead of symptoms. So then the second thing is showing them something objective with that stress. So pain or symptoms, when a patient comes in or even somebody brings in their child with a symptom or a patient comes in with pain, their symptom is their objective, but it is your subjective. You need to switch to talking about stress, but stress is going to become their subjective and you need to make it your objective. I'm going to say this again because this is really important. If I come in and say, my back is at a 7 out of 10, it hurts. That is my objective. I Like, it is my thing to hold. And you, when you and think about it, on your soap note, that's the S. Subjective is not like in is not factual by definition. To me, it is. I am rating it. It is my truth, but it is your subjective. So if you start talking to me about like, Lauren, let's talk about where this low back pain is coming from. You're young, you're fit. You should not be throwing out your back. Hello, 2019, my story. Um, 
and all of a sudden you start talking to me about my stress levels, my stress level of my back. Like, I don't know, like, I guess I'm stressed, like, but who isn't? And so now it's all of a sudden this kind of ethereal, not, it's not what I came for. And so it's like, kind of like, okay, sure. So what you need to do is show me my stress in an objective manner. Now I'm going to, I do not get paid by the CLA Insight Scanner, although I should. Hey, if anyone's listening, I will offer advertisement for you. Um, But something like an Insight Scanner or a subluxation station or whatever is one of the easiest ways. It was a game changer in our clinic of objectively showing someone their stress. Now there's lots of other ways you can do this. You can do posture screenings. You can do any kind of functional analysis, anything that is showing the parent look beyond the symptoms, because when the symptom goes away, this is what we're going to look to to see if the child is healthy, not whether the symptom is no longer present. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, But you really just need to make them care and see something more than the symptom they presented with because you'll switch you'll switch if you're not careful you'll switch just from an over 60 crowd complaining of pain and not getting it to a under 35 crowd presenting with symptoms and not really getting it all right so number three um okay this is where I gave the preface that I'm going to come across as ageist and I'm sorry I'm not I again fully acknowledge that I have the privilege of being in like the like-minded to my ideal demographic. Like I am them. They look at me, you have an eight-year-old, you have a five-year-old, you get it. And like goes to like. So it is just natural. And so this is not a like old person thing. And it's also not a young person thing either. Wait, it's not just an old person thing. (laughs) I just called you old (gasps) after I said like, I'm not ageist. I'm not... Okay, you're not, I don't know how to digress from that Kirby. maybe edit that out. Just kidding. Don't. No. So what I'm trying to say is this isn't just a somebody who's been in practice for 17 years issue. All the new docs, if they don't have kids, this is also an issue for them that they have to overcome. So listen up, everyone. Right now, I'm sitting in my glory of like, moms look at me and go, you're a mom of young kids. You automatically get it. So I get all this street cred just by default. If you don't have kids or if your kids are at college um, and I don't know where if you even have kids or whatever or if they're at college or what. But I'm assuming if you've been in practice 17 years, you don't have a two year old and a six year old at home. So you don't get any of that street cred by default. People look at you and you go, yeah, you're in your 40s. You know, I'm 27 and I have a baby. And so You just have to overcome that, that they don't automatically trust you because you look like them. You look different. You look like their mom. And like, you know, so hopefully that makes sense without being offensive. But that is by accident. What I do best is just accidentally offend people. Okay, so how you do this is overcoming the fact that you're not a young mom just like them is by showing them the value at having a pediatric doctor with wisdom that you've been there and you've learned from it. So you need to know, you need to speak 
to them on their level. You need to know the ins and outs of um, of making your own baby food, of pumping, of sleep training, of potty training. You know why I get so much cred is because I can be like, oh gosh, I remember sleep training. Now, what night are you on? You're on night three? Okay, it should get better now. If it's not getting better, let's talk because my first one, it was great after three nights. My second one took closer to a week. If you cannot talk to their pain points, you don't have to know, you don't have to be like, oh yeah, I did that last year. You don't even necessarily have to use your own personal stories, although you being able to personally relate to them is helpful. You just need to be able to go, okay, which sleep training book are you reading? Oh, great. The one by Dr. Bob. That's great. I like what he has to say. Um, have you read this one? Okay. They offer a alternative solution to the problem you're getting. So if you want to like get traction, that is how you get traction. You speak to those parents' pain points on a next level. Yes, it's important to talk about stress, but if that's as deep as you go, is chiropractic, uh, the chiropractic adjustment, yeah, I would imagine you're going to struggle to gain traction. Um, So read up buttercup and like know it know it on all know the stuff know what they're reading the good the bad the ugly because even if you don't agree with it being able to go yeah you know when I read that I wasn't instantly a huge fan so like it's okay just do what they're doing okay um what does number four does your office look youthful. So this is everything from how your Facebook page is designed, how your Instagram looks, how's your logo, what's your font? Um, are there pictures of you adjusting kids everywhere? Um, are, you know, if you've got, we kind of talked about this, like if up at the front desk, you've got biofreeze and pain patches, um, you know, or essential oils for menopause, that's speaking something. You know, if you've got the kids activator, like that toy that I, the Cairo connector, I, I don't know the company that has the kid, another like product placement there. I'm not getting paid advertisement, but if you want to, um, so, you know, if you've got kids ice packs and you've got kids essential oils for focus and bravery you know again those pictures it you got do you just have like toys shoved in a corner of your clinic you know our waiting room is probably like oh god I'm terrible at math let's say 500 square feet Mm -hmm. Um, it's pretty big it's like the size of two living rooms and we have one area that is like adult seating, like, you know, I don't know. But even over there, there's like crayons and things like that. And then we have an entire other area. Half of it is like a freaking jungle gym. It's got, you know, a trampoline. It's got Legos. They own half of the clinic because I want my clinic to be 50% peds. So 50% of my waiting room should be what the kids want. 50% of my decorations should be what kids want type things. And then the other 50% I want is like women. I want teachers. I want moms. Um, 
So the other 50% should be what they like, you know, oils for stress, things like that. Like that is how, when you look at your ideal demographics, if you want 50% kids, 50% moms, then start decorating and start talking and start advertising that way. Um, okay, number five, just cruising along here, is do as the kids do. Um, so you don't need to, th this is important that you stay authentic in this. You don't need to pretend that you're 25. That's going to come across as disingenuine. Is that a word? Mm -hmm, I think it is. Um, ungenuine? No, I think it's disingenuine whatever. So you want to stay authentic and genuine, but how you exude that you have the energy and vitality of a 27 year old is getting it. Okay, like, you can't phone it in and be like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm youthful. I'm not like an old fuddy duddy, like figure out how to have the energy in yourself and in your clinic of that. Um, so if this means you need to train for a half marathon, does this mean you need to try whole 30? Um, does this mean you need to try um, getting eyelash extensions? Like, I don't know, do you need to go on TikTok? You don't even need to do a TikTok. You don't need to be on TikTok, but you can watch TikTok. It's really freaking funny. I don't get a lot of the stuff. I just don't get it. But I will LOL literally in bed while Kirby's out meditating and I'm just laughing at TikTok. <laughs> He's like, Ugh. so like just do as they do, you know, really take a look at your thoughts and behaviors and go, yeah, you're saying you don't want the old fuddy duddies in your clinic. But like, come to Jesus moment. Are you an old fuddy duddy? I say that with love. Please don't get offended. Um, you know, so like, do you need to change up your wardrobe? Like mom jeans, they're real comfy. You know, like you don't need to dress as a 27 year old, but are you dressing like a hip 40 year old? I have no idea how old Dr. Betty is, to be honest. I'm like doing the math of like, and you guys know I'm bad at math. So she's been in practice 17 years. Let's say she graduated when she was 26. So 26 plus, yeah, so maybe early 40s, we're going to guess. So you're not old, but are you dressing old? Like, do you need like, do, is it time for like a fun new ear piercing? Like, have you always wanted to get your nose pierced? And you just thought, no, I can't do that. Like, you don't, by again, don't get your nose pierced to pretend to be cool. That is not what I am saying. I'm just saying like, look and go like, what are some of the youthful trends that like I would like, but I've told myself I don't have enough energy to do, or I'm too old for that. Because if that's what you're saying, like that's what you're attracting. So uh, take a really good hard look down at all of that. Um, I think I've given you enough examples. Maybe not. <laughs> I think so. I think you get it. Um, also, I didn't mention this. I wrote down like with your um, where you're going, be where they are. So this is kind of number six. We're, we're merging. Yeah. So be where the like people that you want 
are. Be at their expos, be at the library. Well, this is kind of hard with COVID to be where they are. Um, how this looks like in COVID, let's have a side note here. Because normally what I would do prior to this, and again, we will be post COVID someday, but we would go into the schools and we would read like kindergarten teachers, first grade, second grade teachers. They love you coming in, talking about the body, you know, like get in and go and talk to the kids, um, going to the library, things like that, going to um, the mom's groups, like things and talking about their pain points. Make sure you're where they're at. Make sure you're talking on their Facebook groups. So when you say like, OK, Lauren, but nobody's gathering during COVID, this is where you do that, that virtually, um, you know, go, like I said, on their Facebook groups, um, share information, like do a live that's not super self-promoting on, you know, helping your kids get used to a mask. And if like, I don't know, that was a hot topic. I try not to bring up masks because some people are like, oh my God, I will never talk about a mask. I'm not okay with it. That's fine, whatever. But like, if you, the kids in your county have to wear a mask, um, you know, we talked about some TMJ massage that parents can do. That's something that you could easily post on some local moms groups of just like, hey, I'm chiropractor Betty. This is what I've been seeing in clinic, a lot of like clenching of the jaw. Here's some at-home stuff that you can do for your kids. And as long as it's not like, and then call my office right now to schedule a new patient exam. Leave all that out. You just promoting yourself as like, hey, I'm seeing a lot of kids in my clinic that are dealing with this. Even if you're not, just say you are. Um, like a lot of the kids that I'm seeing in clinic are dealing with this. And here's the, the kind of recommendations I give to the parents and just share them. A lot of the groups, as long as you keep it about solving a problem and they don't view it as seeking new patients, even though you're getting in front of your target market and it'll turn into new patients, they'll share that. So that's what that looks like as far as being where they are. Go to where they are, which is Facebook. Um, they're also on TikTok. Like, you can go back and see, like, where he said in our TikTok episode, like, I don't think you necessarily need to be on TikTok. I think you should know what TikTok is so you can speak to them. Um, I had a four, no, it was longer than that. Oh my gosh. So I had probably like a five or six minute conversation on Minecraft with one of my patients. Because we play Minecraft at home on Monday, Minecraft Mondays, and we are like the most ridiculous not know what we're doing family ever. It has taken us, um, it took us, gosh, probably a year of playing like one, two to three times a month to figure out how to make a potion. So anyway, so I'm adjusting this family and this kid has a Minecraft t-shirt and I talked to him, I'm like, oh, do you play Minecraft? And he's like, yeah, you probably don't even know what it is. Anyway, so we have this conversation. He ends up teaching me how to double the time of my underwater potion. It's fantastic, but guess what's happening? As I'm having this conversation, like we have an open adjusting, so, another person hears that and goes like, that's really cool. So do you have to be playing Minecraft? No. Do you have to be participating in TikTok? No. Should you be able to have those conversations? Yes. 
So go where they go, have these conversations, you know, like talk about video gaming, you know, on your Facebook of like, all right, a lot of kids are spending a lot of time here. We're seeing a lot of this in the clinic. These are some posture exercises that I recommend for kids. Um, but just be where they are. Go to the schools. Oh, you can't really go to the schools anymore. But I always like reach out to the teachers. Make sure the teachers know on Facebook that you're here for them. Do giveaways for the teachers, for the kids. Just be present for the people that take care of the kids and the kids. So um, then the last one, which I think is probably the most important, I saved the best for last, is being loud about your testimonials and your results. Um, you don't get the street cred of being a young mom but get the you will get it by getting the voice of a young mom who's gotten results and sharing that get those testimonials I am a fan of um, having a very streamlined testimonial system there are times in our clinic where we've had it there are times in our clinic where we definitely do not um, so when we're at our best we talk every week at our team meeting Okay, are, has there been any great stories? Who's had a great story? Because a lot of times the front desk doesn't hear it from the docs and we just hear it and we're like, that's great. Um, and then we go to the front desk, like we need more testimonials. And they're like, well, nobody tells us stuff like you tell us. So anyways, so when we're at our best in our team meetings, we'll go like, okay, who's gotten a great result? And we go like, oh, hey, Jenny just said that her kid slept through the night, <laughs> like after the first adjustment that's amazing. And then doc, you need to offload that to your front desk to gather that testimonial next time. So um, we could we could have a whole different episode on gathering testimonials. So I'm just going to touch the high points. Basically have the questions pre thought out, like figure this out to a T. Um, are you going to call the patient ahead of time and say, hey, we'd really love to get a picture, maybe even a video of him getting adjusted. And then like because video is kind of king now. Um, so like if you know, and then we're just going to ask you a couple questions. Parents don't like themselves getting a picture. They're much more willing to let you get video of their kid getting adjusted um, versus them talking. And I think that that's great. You could also, you know, set up a recorder of like, hey, you don't need to be on camera, but, you know, we're just going to ask you a couple questions at your next appointment because we heard that uh, little Jimmy slept through the night. So then what would happen is, is you set aside like a 15 minute time slot. You have your front desk go into a side room um, just with the mom, set up that audio recorder, go through like the six questions that you ask or the three questions. Why did you originally um, present to us? Why did you pick us? Um, what did you notice after? When did you start to notice that chiropractic was working? What, you know, how has chiropractic changed your life? They're very leading questions that get um, them to answer very vaguely. And then you've got, you know, that audio so you can transcribe because what you don't want to do is you don't want to spend that time writing down you want to be present and like provoking and getting them to talk but then if you're going to quote them because if you're going to say something like if you're going to match a picture with a quote and you want to say like chiropractic chiropractic literally changed our life um they better have actually said that because that's kind of a hard thing to paraphrase right like you know like oh jen remember and jen's like i don't remember saying chiropractic changed our 
life. I said, it's, um, it's really great for our family. You know. So that's where having that audio is really helpful. Then if you want to get really fancy with it, then after that, go take pictures, take a video, just like a 60 second video of that kid getting adjusted and interacting with the doctor. Pair that video with either a write up of just like a paragraph or two. Maybe she told a really good story. Maybe you want multiple. Maybe it's just a sentence or you clip that audio and overlay it over the video, the kid getting adjusted like Boom. Do you know how what kind of Facebook magic that is? Dr. Betty getting me all excited. Um, but yeah, share that shit. Get um, if you if that sounds like, oh, my God, we could not do that regularly. That's OK. That is overwhelming. Declare a testimonial day. Set aside a, you know, like maybe see patients right away in the morning and right away in the afternoon, but set aside a three hour chunk where you're going to invite certain patients in and do this process. Do it with 10 of them, like batch it. And it doesn't mean that you have to do all 10 right away, but like do the process with 10 of them. And then, you know, maybe pay someone on Fiverr to transcribe it for you. You know, like whatever you got to do to like get that but like then you have that information and like yeah it is a pain in the butt but I will tell you that the testimonials that we got um that are like our two or three minute beautifully edited video testimonials those are on our website we're still milking that shit for everything and it's like four years old so it's okay if you set up an entire afternoon and you pay someone $200 to get this all done, 150, I don't know, whatever. You're going to use these and these are going to be your marketing gold. <sighs> all right, I did it. I started talking like really fast and tactical towards the end, you guys. Hopefully you had pen and paper. I did not warn you. I did not know it was going to get that tactical, but it did. So Dr. Betty, I love you. I hope you didn't get pissed at me at any point. Um, do you guys notice a trend that I am like having to apologize at the end of all these podcasts? I'm just like finding my voice. And then I'm like, I'm really sorry. I hope you still love me. You know, my heart is good, right? Um, if you have any follow up questions, uh, feel free to reach out. I hope this helped so much. Don't be down on yourself. Know that this is going to take big, old action. It's going to take self reflection first. It's going to take a critical eye that the problem is you. Ah, I'm so sorry. I didn't lead with that, but it's a harsh way to end. You are the problem. So that's the good news is you have control over you. So you have control over yourself, your clinic, the message you're putting out there. And so that it's a good problem to have that you have control over making the change. I love you all. Peace out till next week. Bye. She Slayers. Hey, she slayers! are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. 
If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. 